All right, cool. All right, everybody, welcome to Community. Today we have a very special guest. My name is Kenny Jones, as you all know. Please introduce yourself for the people. Kenny Ken, I'm excited to be uh, on Community with you. I am Deshaun Harris, uh, former UCSD alumni. Let's go. Uh, me and Kenny went to school together, but also CEO of Intrusive Sports Agency. Um, excited to be here. Yeah, man. Let's talk about how we met to start off. I feel like it's always like the randomest ways when we're in undergrad, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But I feel like in all things in life, the most the most random and organic connections are always the best ones. Yeah, yeah. So we had no we had no background of each other. Um, I think we met through Zay. It was probably Zay's phase, honestly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he was so, probably trying to cut you or something, or yeah. it, like we were just talking, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or because we were one of what three percent of the <laughs> UCSB. I don't even black, think it was three percent. Right now, nah, I think we we're like two percent for black population at UCSD. Hey, nevertheless, I'm glad we stayed connected. Yeah, um, I feel like that was the best part. I know, for real, for real, <laughs> for real. <laughs> that was the best part. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, your transition to UCSD. So you said you graduated from uh, JC, right? And then you ended up transferring? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I graduated high school in 2015. Yeah, yeah. Uh, coming, right out, coming right out of high school, I got into some schools, um, but not any of the schools that I wanted to. So I didn't get into uh, UCSD initially. I didn't get into UCI. Right. I didn't even get into UCLA. I didn't get into any of the, I didn't get into, I didn't get into any of the schools. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was quite, I was quite disappointed in myself, especially investing so much stock in it during high school. Yeah. In retrospect, I would tell everyone just to enjoy your high school and just get get good grades. Don't worry about, uh, don't worry about college at all. Just just make sure that you're on the right path. Right. But, uh, for me, I I didn't get accepted into any school, so. I come from a family to where if you want something, you're 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 gonna work for it no matter what. Um, if you have a dream in mind, you can just as long as you remember it, it's it's uh, achievable. Then it's not gonna be inconceivable for you. Right, so, right. Um, I I uh, I was pouting for a little bit. I was I was frustrated, and I was just kind of just at home like, man, what am I gonna do? I saw all these other seniors like. Oh, we're going to this school, or right. you know, you know the time during high school where you're you're graduated and it's time to go to college, and everybody's you know either posting on Instagram or you know saying this. And while I was thankful for everyone, yeah, I was, um, I was a little bit lost in, in what I was going to do next. Um, but like I said, coming from a, a family to where self sufficiency is key, mm -hmm. uh, my parents basically told me just to like get get up, <laughs> get up. <laughs> Get up and figure it out. Um, All right. Basically, like, what are you gonna do next? So, uh, I devised a plan. Um, I don't know if you remember College Confidential. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, College Confidential is a tremendous resource for a lot of high school students. Um, kind of like a Reddit sphere. Right, um, right. A forum space for for kids who want to get into college. So, I went into College Confidential and I was like, man, has anyone ever transferred? in a year <laughs> yeah yeah you're trying to do it direct whatever <laughs> transferred in a year like is this possible um and i saw like one or two cases to where um kids had ap credit or 
even just went through went to uh, JC. So I was like, okay, uh, I know it's possible in some way. I don't mm -hmm. have as much AP credit. Um, actually, I only have four AP credits, so not much at all. I think I have four too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So not much at all. That's another. Hey, the AP system might be a scam, but that's a, <laughs> but that's a story for that's another a story time. for another time. <laughs> for sure. another time. Um, but I just I met with the counselor and I was and I basically told him my plan. Like, hey, am I able to get these classes? What can I do? And um, she basically told me that it wasn't achievable again. So mm -hmm. another roadblock, you know? Right, right. She, she kind of just told me like, hey, I don't know anyone who's ever done this. Um, but one thing I can say is, although that she didn't believe in me, she gave me the opportunity. So right. what she did was approve me to take uh, overload courses, which was uh, about 24 units in a semester. Um, so she said that I'll, I'll let you do it. I've never, I don't know anyone who's done it before, but you can do it. Um, you could try, you could try. Right, it. right. So um, by that summer out of high school, basically what, while I was finishing my senior year that spring, I started my first um, community college course. Um, my first two community college courses, I started basically my last semester of high school. That last, um, those last like month before you're graduating. Right, you're I doing started, like a senior sunset and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just get, I gotta get to it. I thought yeah. I don't know where I'm gonna go. Uh, so I, I took two classes during that summer, another 24 um, during fall, mm -hmm. another 24 credits during fall, which was about, I think eight classes or so and then another eight during uh during the spring Jeez. and i can tell you it was definitely it definitely took a lot out of me yeah uh, but I, I would say i guess the the main theme again is just like although it isn't although you haven't seen anybody do it doesn't make it um unachievable right, right. so thankfully enough uh, i ended up you know, doing all those classes within a year, about 18 classes total, 64 units. And um, I, ended up getting, I ended up getting to UCSD that next year. And, I, and that was the first time or, or one of the first times that, to where no matter what, I knew that as long as you have work ethic in something and self-belief that you can achieve almost anything, or, or, or as, as long as you put yourself to it, you could, you know, you, you, could, you could at least compete in the right. run that you want to. You could step into that arena and uh, know that you at least have a chance. One funny story about that is during that winter intercession, um, mm -hmm. I was taking so many classes. I was taking, that was, it was the hardest period. It was like right in the middle. And um, I ended up failing one of my classes. Right. It was just like, I had so many classes, I forgot. I like, right. I yeah, forgot yeah, them. you literally didn't even go to class. You're right. like, oh, I had to do that. Right, right. right. So um, I forgot about most of the class. I tried to get it in at the end, but I just ended up not passing. I think I got I got a D. I remember that, um, and I thought everything was over, you know, because mm -hmm. when you fail any class, you, that that heavily, significantly weighs down your GPA. But since I was taking so many classes, it didn't hurt me as much. Yeah, um, yeah. So I was scared. I was like, man, everything I'm doing is for nothing. Uh, but luckily, to make the story short, I was able to retake that class in the spring, and uh, I got into UCSD after all. And happy about it <laughs> so that means though that like when you transferred to UCSD it was nothing like you did you feel like you were prepared or ready like versus thought, maybe coming out of high school you know see I felt like I grew as a person yeah and 
in any time of adversity, in any season of in any season of adversity, you grow as a person more than anything. Right. So I didn't, I didn't, I was still capable. I still felt I was capable academically. Nevertheless, coming out of uh, high school or not, yeah. Because I think that although AP class, AP AP test, um, maybe a little bit damaged, the the curriculum prepares you at least in a sense for for college or at least your freshman year. I would say. Right, uh, that organization so, is still there. Yeah, the yeah, structure. the organization that you're gonna need and the structure that you're gonna need. So, right. academically, I always felt prepared, but the growing that I did in that year mm-hmm. uh, and having to, to walk through the valley of adversity really, really helped me grow, grow and uh, it, it, it ultimately made me prepared to, to step in UCSD. Um, I was, I think I was 19 years old as a transfer and just like ready to go. Ready to go. I think I was like 19 turning 20. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. we met like shortly after. Yeah, yeah, we met shortly after. Um, and once I got to UCSD, I, I kind of put the academic thing on the side. I was like, man, <laughs> what, I, what I just did, let me just, you. Enjoy, like, let me just enjoy La Jolla, man. Let me just enjoy um, yeah. about this and, and kind of just have steady academics, still do, you know, still do well. But I definitely will say once I got to UCSD, I kind of put the academics on the, on the back burner and wanted to enjoy life. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to do in La Jolla. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely, for sure, for sure. I miss that. T- I miss that place all the time, honestly. Man, man right? <laughs> Thinking yeah. back, just waking up, you see the beach right there. You can go, and it's like a ten-minute, twenty-minute, whatever minute drive, you know. Yeah, I had the benefit of living in the transfer community too. Oh, although, it's the village. Although I was one of the youngest transfers, mm-hmm. uh, I had the benefit of, and, and that was what like. To me, for, for me, that was three minutes away from the beach. Yeah. I and, and I could look outside of my window and I had that ocean view. Um, oh my god! It was a, it was a blessing. It was a blessing, truly. It really was. Absolutely. So let's talk about more blessings. So when did this blessing of of sports come into your life? Like, has it only been basketball? Has there been other things you liked or tried? Um, I was. I would say the blessing of sports has always been an extension of my family, right? So mm-hmm. um, my family's at least participation in sports goes back even beyond my beyond my father uh, to my to my grandpa, and uh, even having extended family like Oliver Pernell, who was uh, a college basketball coach and a pretty prolific one. Uh, so for for me, I guess the core of it was always my father, mm-hmm. him him talking about his experiences with, within basketball, especially growing up on the East Coast um, and kind of kind of just highlighting his his participation and, and his and the joy that he's gained from the game. Mm-hmm. And then me just growing up and, and that's all, I'm, all I know, you know, yeah. growing up and growing up through the height of, of seeing Shaq and Kobe win their championships or, you know, that the whole early 2000s period was, I think, a golden age for basketball itself. Absolutely. So, um, I don't know if that answered your question. My bad. <laughs> nah, nah, you're good. I mean, it dates back just like multiple generations. Yeah, yeah. It really just dates back from the beginning for me. Yeah. Um, ever since I was born, I just knew that there was a an inclination to at least be drawn to sports um, yeah. and have some participation during my formative years, um, being a, a decent player, but really just having a love for the game. Um, and then being a fanatic, being a fanatic, and then growing beyond that fanatic world, really stepping into someone who, who really wanted to understand the business of basketball, right? And, uh, 
see it from that perspective as well. It's been it's been great. So I guess that 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 kind of formed my my transitional period and, and early period to see my father being involved in sports, whether it's college and, and him now being a dean of athletics or seeing my older brother participate in, in football and in basketball and then being able to watch my, my my younger brother mature throughout the process, but also having my mother who um, who was very prolific and in track during high school as well and, and seeing her oh, athletic yeah. ability. Yeah. Um, it was just a, just an extension of my family. Absolutely. So wait, what did your mom run? Do you know? My mom was a hurdler. My mom was a hurdler. Yeah, yeah, my, my mom, mom too. I don't know how yeah. they did that. There's something, there's something about it, man. There's something about it. I know there's, I could never. <laughs> there's something I couldn't. I couldn't. I remember trying for trying on hurdles uh, in high school, and I man, I just didn't have my coordination down or anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like that that rhythm, that momentum, yeah. and all that. Yeah, yeah. I had a cousin, um, or I have a cousin. She. Um, she ran track for Eastern Washington, mm-hmm. and she was a, pro- a prolific hurdler as well, amongst other things. So, whenever you get the hurdles down, man, you—I guess people stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's because it's worth it at that point. You probably hit the ground so many times. Exactly. No. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like I'm gonna stay with it now at this point. <laughs> exactly. Like I already put in so much work, I might as well just keep going. Yeah, I remember this one time during a high school track meet, one of my friends was doing it and I didn't see him come back down. Like I didn't see his feet touch the ground and I was laying on the ground and I saw his head. I was like, oh man. Bro, isn't that crazy? Isn't yeah. that crazy? Isn't yeah. that crazy? Sheesh. Um, so you know so many career paths within like the sports world. Why why an agent for you? Why not like a coach or you know, there's there I feel like there's tons of other pathways, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the agent the agent perspective really came down to to seeing a lack of representation, uh, a, a lack of representation that reflected um, the current demographics within the space. Right, right. And then also the the intimate connection that agents can have. Um, with their with their with their with their partners members or, or clients or whoever you want to call it um mm-hmm. but i saw a, a deficiency i saw a deficiency and for me uh seeing and understanding generational and ancestral sacrifice right. has led me to two words that i always live by which is purpose and obligation right mm-hmm. um so whenever i whenever i witness a group that's underrepresented and underserved in various in, in, in any community that that i that I participate in in life, um, I, I seek to change that. I seek to to, to enlighten and expose inequities and and, and inequalities. Um, yeah. So this just happened to be a, a space that I was able to observe growing up. And for me, I saw at least people not not cherish the connections and, and partnerships that they had with dudes that they represented, uh-huh. or I just saw a lack of understanding. Um, culturally socially right um, internally and externally that that still needs to be changed today so mm-hmm. that that was kind of my path um i was fortunate enough in 2016 and 2017 those two summers to i would call it basically intern with rico hines uh-huh. who's a, a world renowned basketball trainer uh current assistant coach of the assistant king current, current assistant coach of the sacramento kings wow and a, a close family friend uh especially a close family friend of my father's and the whole family, but 
he gave me the opportunity to step into an arena that I've never been exposed to before. Right. And although, you know, I was I was an assistant during that summer, 2016, 2017, just really just attending to any of the needs of these professional athletes. But when you walk into a gym and you're seeing runs with guys that are at least 15 plus NBA All-Stars every single day during the summer, yeah. you not only see the, the things that happen on the court, but you see all aspects of their lives. Right, right. Um, and you see the, an extension of their lives inside of that gym, whether it's agents, whether it's um, partners, whether it's parents, whether it's uh, business representatives, and those same inequities and inequalities that I was kind of highlighting before yeah. permeated, permeated throughout the gym. Um, wow. And really you impact- sense the tension, you can sense it. Well, no, I wouldn't say you can sense the tension, yeah, but yeah. if you have an understanding um, of the business, you can tell that the the main the main drivers um, of change, which are which are the athletes, yeah, are being underserved and underrepresented when it comes to representation. Right. Um, you could you could sense that you can sense a need for more mm-hmm. uh, a need for a better understanding throughout these young men uh, and women um, a need for better representation a need for someone who understands them culturally um, right. a need for someone who understands their their aspirations to create change within their culture as well um, preaching <laughs> oh, oh. So it was enlightening for me. It, it really yeah. was. It was it was an enlightening period for me because I got to see that every day for two summers straight with some of the the biggest um, and brightest superstars of our game. Right. And, and to see um, to see and witness players not 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 having the full details of their business practices and the people that they trust um, really it just struck a chord with me. It struck a chord with me. And I, and I knew that it tied with my purpose, it tied with my obligation, um, and it was, a, it was a true way to create change. So I, I, do, I do think that being a sports agent is a big goal to, to ultimately my, my bigger goal in, in creating intergenerational change. Yeah. Current establishments that have plagued African-Americans and minorities alike in sports, society, and academia. Right. So I, I, I think it's just a, a stepping stone to that ultimate goal, but I think it was it was something that the game needed. I really I think I, I and, and the game needs people that look like me. So um, that's a fact. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be in it. I'm happy to be in it. Absolutely. I think on that same vein, I was feeling the same thing like for becoming a dentist. You know, I'm like I've never seen a black dentist in California. So like how how will someone feel if they're coming into the situation and they they don't feel that comfort you yeah. know that true love and intention that's coming from the community itself yeah so i can definitely understand how you're feeling about just like trying to merge that and be a connection and just give people hope that they could do it too one day if they really wanted to you know exactly 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 and but uh yeah not also just educating you know people who want to be representatives but also the athletes themselves are like yeah you can you can trust these people that look like you to to not to exceed the, the expectations or exceed the current level of representation that you do have so yeah do you think uh because it's been a year or more than a year now you're going on two years right 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so going on two years certified as a as an MBA agent, as an MBPA yeah. certified agent. So this is about to be my second year officially uh, as an agent. It's, it's been amazing. It's been amazing. Man, yeah. I think how many people do you have signed up? We have six. Six people signed over that yeah, time period. Yeah, yeah. We have six, and uh, we're gonna be welcoming a new class this summer. I'm I'm excited about it. I'm really wow. excited. Yeah, what do you think are some of the things you, you've learned? Like, you know, you're dealing with a whole bunch of people internationally as well. Um, how has how that dynamic been going? I think um, it's, been a learning, it's been a learning experience, right? It's, it's been something that you, you get exposed to how teams, individuals, corporations, or even other agencies operate in the international space. Right. And you see, um, you see permeating inequities there as well, you know. But nevertheless, it's been amazing. It's been amazing to to learn different cultures, mm-hmm. to understand um, the essence of global basketball, right? And um, and really just just geared towards just geared towards change and continue to work towards change. So I would say it's it's been something that I would suggest to everyone, if you represent an NBA player or not to really understand the international game because um, it's multifaceted, it's multi-layered, and it right. only helps you deal with uh, clients uh, all over the world, so. Yeah, sheesh, man, that's pretty amazing, honestly. Like, yeah. I think just thinking about just like a kid from, you know, the America and you're like just chasing this goal to be as influential as you can and in as many places as you can, so. No, I appreciate like that. Recognize I that, you know. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, there's still a lot of doors to be open, and I'm thankful yeah. for the doors that have been opened up for me as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I know I'm just just one of many in this relay race. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What made you go with uh, intrusive sports? What made me start my own agency? Yeah, yeah. What? So, where was the idea? Or I mean, because you were already you were already able to represent people before, you know. Yeah, yeah. So um, ownership is the true means of creating change. Um, and as I as I kind of pointed to before, seeing permeating permeating inequities um, and inequalities within our business, mm-hmm. the only way to create change is to have at least some some insight or some impact or a voice in in, in doing so. Right. Um, However, I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate to have a a company basis, um, a legitimate company basis, registered paperwork through the state and the government, um, all through the foresight of my father. Right. Uh, my father's my hero. He's an absolute genius, and he set up this structure for me before I even graduated college. Wow. He knew he he knew what I wanted to do. Um, he knew the things on, on, on my heart and he shares he shares similar sentiments and the ideologies of, of how to create change um, and he established something for me that that, that can't be quantified you know um, Absolutely. so I was when I was able when I graduated college I had the choice I had the choice to whether you know to go interview for agencies and, and see, see what I like or 
or to bet on myself and start on the, and start this thing on my own um, with the hopes of creating true true change. And um, my father established that that baseline for me. So after interviewing, but even so, I, I would say um, someone can lay the road for you, but you still have to see the road for yourself. Yeah, you gotta so, walk with it. Right. So as I say now that ownership is important, um, having investment in your community and being the leader is important. I would say I didn't see that initially, uh, 100%. My, my judgment was a little bit clouded. So I, I did go and interview for other agencies initially. I had the benefit of getting offers from um, at least two of, two of, I would say, the, the larger agencies within our business, uh, which I was thankful to have. But at the end of the day, getting a, a snapshot to their internal workings only only magnified my purpose. Right. It only showed me that what you have on your heart and mind is is, is correct. And then seeing the inner workings of these agencies only validated it. Exactly. Um, so to have to have interviews with a prominent agent and say, um, we we don't care as much about our athletes as we do as our bottom line. Mm-hmm. Or we don't care as much as where an athlete's background from it from as long as we are able to sign them, uh, that that was repulsive. <laughs> was, to say the repulsive. least. It was repulsive. It was yeah, repulsive. yeah. Especially coming from people that didn't look like these athletes as well. Right. Um, it, it 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 like I said, it, it continued to sh- to strike the chord with me, but it only it only affirmed the vision that my father had for me when I couldn't see it myself. Um, yeah. So after you know, kind of unfuzzying that clouded vision and um, seeing, man, not only can I be an owner, a CEO, a change maker, um, I can invite others along with me within this space to do so as well. Yeah. Um, I said no to, to those offers and I was, I was ready to rock after that. Yeah, she's like, just like getting the community involved because like you were saying, once you get more more of your team together after you have your own situation together, you know, you can move forward with what the goals that you have and to achieve those goals. Right, and, and create true change along the way. Yeah. So. Wow. All right, well, we're going to step into uh, the shoe world a little bit, the sneaker world. Okay. Do you have any favorite sneakers or maybe some like, you know, like I've always wanted those or... You know what's so you know what's so funny, Kenny. Uh, <laughs> I am the least shoe head that you know. No. I, I do want to I do want to say I got some I got some kicks. Yeah, yeah. But they're they're all an extension of people who have gifted them to me. You know what I mean? That's like, a beautiful thing too, though. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Like I, I got some nice kicks, uh, but I'm not a shoe guy. Yeah. I can't I can't name every number of the Jordans. I can't, I can't go on Go or or StockX and tell you what's hot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a lot of people get on me like, man, you're not a shoe guy. I'm really not. Uh, I'm really it's not. All good. I, I, wear, I wear what looks good with my outfit, and I wear what's comfortable. Yeah. But, um, I can't even name like ten pairs of Jordans. Yeah, you, you don't gotta do that. What's your go-to shoe that you just put on? You're like, yeah, this is what I rock like on a daily basis. It has to be something with it. It's, I guess lately it's just been something with like Adidas, Adidas, Adidas Boost. Um, yeah, yeah. I have these, like these Adidas Mountaineering shoes that are nice. 
I heard the boosts are super comfortable. Yeah, just some pure boost. Um, really something that's fat, like something that's that that's sleek, comfortable, and fashionable. Yeah. I am not. I like clothing. I like clothing, but I'm not. A, I'm not a shoe guy whatsoever. So. Yeah, nah, it's all good. Uh, I have another question for you. Okay. Um, and I think this might be one of the last ones, but what does this Black History Month mean for you and in, in some Sports? It means everything. <laughs> I mean, not to not to even just put it like put it out there, but it means it means everything. Yeah. To understand, um, to understand how far we have come. In America and American society, um, and and not only the place that African Americans have played in the development of America itself, right? But the role that athletes have played in the development of uh, American culture um, and exposing inequities within our within our culture and society, it it leaves me at a loss for words. Right. Because I understand the obligation and purpose I have. Mm-hmm. I understand that. So, okay, I've been, I've been reading a lot lately. Um, and there's this concept. It's, it's called the red, the red Queens, the red Queens race. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's like Alice in Wonderland or something like that. But anyway, she goes to, she goes to this different land um, right. and she meets a queen and they're connected and she's talking to the queen and she's like hey queen like i, I need to go to the market or something like that you know mm-hmm. um and everyone's mode of transportation is either walking or running or running so the queen and um the red queen and alice they start they start running right to get to right. where they're going, but they're not going anywhere they're not going anywhere at all and alice stops the queen and she's like what's going on i'm running here I'm running as fast. I'm running. I'm running as fast as I can, mm-hmm. but I'm not getting anywhere. Right. And Queen explains to her, in this land, you have to run two times harder, two times faster, just to get to where you want to go. Yeah. So that's the way I view my life as an African American within the society. Mm-hmm. Um, not only am I running a relay race, I'm running the Red Queen's race. Right. So not only am I am I not only did I take the baton from from the ancestors that have sacrificed so much for me to be here. Um, but I have the obligation to run twice as fast uh, yes. just to get to the next place to hand it off to someone else. Right. And I would say that's uh, Black History Month, Black History Year, Black History Life. Right. Um, black life is, I think, a, a, a clear example of of that of that race that that we have to run and and, um, and pass off to the next generation so absolutely and there's a lot of hope there with people like yourself and i know i appreciate it i appreciate it i think once we understand how far we've come um in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. then we can we can be more grateful for what we currently have but right. also we can put our foot on the gas knowing how much we deserve in this, in this society or, or as people within the society so right and how much power we have once we do like connect and link minds and really push for the change that we can see exactly 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 man is there anything else you'd like to address the people with this was so great 
I think I would like, I would like to challenge everyone. Um, and this is a challenge I've laid on myself just to, to be grateful, to be grateful, to understand um, that one, not only, not everyone gets the opportunity to live. Not so, so just being born, just being born is, is an amazing feat in itself. Um, not everyone even gets the opportunity to live in America or to live in, 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 a, in a thriving uh, first world country. But just continue to be grateful for the little things, the big things and everything in between. Because um, as fast as they got here is as quick as they can go away, so. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, I wanna thank you for your time. Thank you for being a guest on Community. We're definitely gonna, we have to do this more often. We were talking every month before. I know. I we know. gotta get back to it. We gotta get back to it. We've been grinding though. Yeah, and um, this won't be my last time on Community. I'm thankful for the platform that you offer. Uh, you've had some amazing people on. I've seen almost every episode. Um, hey. And I'm just, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to be here. And uh, know that anyone viewing, reach out to me and, uh, I'm more than willing to help in any way possible. So, absolutely. If y'all need those connections, let us know. We're gonna have uh, your voyage uh, interview too connected. To oh, I appreciate stuff. it. I appreciate it. We're gonna have all the links. When can we get some merch? Hey, coming soon. Coming, coming soon. soon. When, when can you get some merch? I might have to send you some. Might yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. For real. All right, man. Thank you. All right, man. Appreciate you, community. Thank you. <laughs>